like to uh, welcome everybody to the first podcast of the partial podcast that I'm doing as I enter into the 21st century. I would like to um, wish to thank everybody who has contributed to the banquet um, scholarship fund. Uh, I want to give you a personally for all those of you who contributed, anybody who still wants to contribute, the link is sent along with this um, podcast. I would be eternally grateful if you would contribute in Amir Tashem. I hope after the banquet is over to thank everybody who <coughs> has contributed personally. It's been uh, um really an incredible experience to do something completely for the sake of, of completely and to witness the generosity and hear the warm wishes of so many of you is very um, for that I'm eternally grateful um, I'd like to do this on a weekly basis and have the podcast available Wednesday evening. In starting with Parshat Yisrael, uh, which is the possibility of, of the greatness of Jewish women, you should say to the house of Yaakov and tell to the children of Yisrael. And the question that's asked by the Mepharshim is why is it that the women were told about Torah before the men who have the midst of Limit Torah? So one of the Bali Taisis writes that it's a result of the Schus of Lei Menu, who suspended a golden tablet from her neck that was engraved with the words of Torah Tzivalon Moshe that she would stare at all day and night. He says that the brightness of the gold actually, gold actually affected her eyesight. And that's what the Pusik means when the Pusik says, tells us in Gracious, that the eyes of Leia were weak. And as a result of this powerful dedication, she was that the women should receive the Torah first. Rabbeinu Bach explains it differently. He says that Anisha Teva is the reason that Torah can penetrate. <coughs> excuse me, and impact the hearts and minds of, of, of one's children, and that she's also the one who encourages, as Gemara tells us, who encourages her husband and sons to go to base measures. And he adds, Rabbi Baki says, that it is appropriate for women to daven at the time of Hadlokas Neiris on, on Friday night for children who will illuminate the world with their Torah, because it's auspicious to daven at the time that one performs a mitzvah in the merit of Ner Shabbos, which is light. She will merit to have sons who are masters of Torah, which is called light. Kiner mitzvah v'Torah, or we know that's the tefillah that, like anything else, has become popularized in song with um, and and. Uh, it's become something that, that, quite frankly, is very moving. Rabbi Yaina writes in the Gersa Chuvai and Beis that the Torah was given to the women first. Going back to answer our question, 
of why was the Torah given to the women first. So he says it's because they're the ones who send their children off to school. Since Rabbi Niyayna, um was alive, we could probably also say they're the ones that perhaps take the bulk of carpool or carpool arrangements, which in itself should give them a special start. And they send their children off to school, says Rabbi Niyayna. They teach them, they protect them, they inspire their years, Shemayim. And they would come home, they show them compassion, bringing them close by providing them with good things so that they will want to learn Torah and develop into B'nai Torah. In fact, the beginning of, of, uh, of the parsha it puts great emphasis in the power of the mother in the chinuch of her children. We're told earlier in the parasha, that when Yisrael comes to meet Meish Rabbeinu, he sends a message according to Rashi, to Meish Rabbeinu, Anichai Senecha Yisrael, Ba'ilecha V'hishtecha Shnei V'neima. It says, I am, Yis- I am your father, my Yisrael, coming to you, and your wife and V'shnei Baneha, her two sons are with her. And the Mepharshim question, why is the term of Baneha, her sons, weren't they the sons of Meish Rabbeinu as well? So the Zaire explains that since Meish Rabbeinu was away for many years, for so many years, and Sapira raised the sons, um, um, Gershon, Elias and Gershon, so as a result of that, they were considered hers. Um, and I saw brought down the Sefer Kizere Vachaneich that a very young Talmud Chacham, I have written, about, I have written about this before. Very young Talmud made a Siyamashas, and at his Siyamashas, the father stood and gave an emotional drush in his honor. Very overcome, very overwhelmed, very, very moved by his son's Siyam. And after he finished, at the end of his drusha, he talked about the intense, consistent hasmada of his son, and and that that hasmada was uh, as a result of that hasmada, he was zeichet to make a siyamashas, and the father was zeichet to be inspired. The father, the whole family, was inspired by the hasmada of the son. And then he said the following. He ended up, uh, and I'm going to quote it. He says, "My son would come home from learning around midnight every night, sometimes a little bit later, and every night." And every single night his mother was waiting for him with a warm drink and freshly baked delicacies. It wasn't easy for her, and it surely would have been significant dedication in and of itself if she would have left it waiting on the table for him and she would have gone to sleep. However, her desire was not to show him how much she loved him. Her desire, said the father, was to communicate to him her chashivas for his learning. Then the father said with tears, very emotionally, her efforts bore the intended fruits. The man who was finishing Shas today saw a lesson lived with the consistency, chashivas and serious nefesh, that he was able to be yainaki imbibed from her actions, and therefore his siyam ashas is really her siyam ashas. And one many years ago, I think we were in, in I think it was in Detroit where we were for the Beis Yaakov Convention. I think that was the one. Um, 
It's a lot of years ago, obviously, when you get to when you get to a few decades of doing this, it, all the years start to run together. But I remember it was in Detroit. Rishwoldi shown very chosvayid. Think at the time he was mashkiach in the yeshiva in Stone Yeshiva, a very popular speaker in the New York area. He told me. He, he told. I heard the following story from him. Um, Robert Kaplan was a prestigious magadshir in the yeshiva Teirvedas, and the husband of the very famous Tommy Dov Sarshnir Rebbe Vichna Kaplan, who was the principal of Beis Yaakov of Bar Park, and the burden of running the school, raising a family, and having to raise the funds for Beis Yaakov Bar Park became too much to bear. It's, it's not shy for somebody to understand. I, I, I've spent the last two weeks raising money to, to do your regular job, and to do that is incredible amount of time, effort, energy, pressure. On top of that, to raise a family, it's not shy to imagine what Rebson Kaplan was, was um, going through. So she told her husband, Reb Baruch, that unless he left his position and helped her with Beis Yaakov and helped her raise the funds or whatever was necessary in Beis Yaakov, she would have resigned because she was not going to sacrifice her family and she possibly didn't have the energy to do everything. So they had decided that whenever they had a Shiloh, they would go to Baron Cutler, the Gunnel and and they agreed to abide by whatever decision the great Rashivas Zetal would make. So Rabbaran instructed Rabbarach to give up his shear and to, to stop giving the shear and to us and to, so he can raise funds for Beis Yaakov. Because Rabbaran, and Rabbaran said, if there wouldn't be a Beis Yaakov, there, would, there wouldn't be girls for the Benetari to marry. And what would happen to Tyre in America? Learning wasn't the only goal. Having, living Tyre and having homes filled with the spirit of Tyre, even in the mundane day-to-day running of a home, that was important enough for, for Rebarach Kaplan to give up his role in the yeshiva. So I want to talk about this uh, a little bit further. We find that Beisiaka and Rashi going back to the Pasuk of Kesemul Beisiaka and Sagul of Israel. Rashi Rashi says they were Anoshim and he calls it Beisiaka because they're the ones that establish the the spirit, the the, the avira of Torah in the home. Um, he says, these are the men. And the Chassam Seifer says an incredible shot. Chassam Seifer says that before Matan Torah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Moshe Rabbeinu, Kaysemu Lebeis Yaakov, Leich Lemar Lenoshen, go and talk to the women of Matayma Lehen, and what should you say? He looked, 
excuse me, says this is not two separate things. This is this is one thing. Excuse me. What should you say to them? Say to the Basiakim that not you should tell them in Israel, that they should tell them in Israel to their husbands, to their children, and what should they, and what should each woman say? Okay, what you should what what the woman should tell her husband and her sons is you should become a mamlechus kain of the guy kadosh, and then he says, says Chassam Sefer Elad Masher Tadaber. These are the words that you should speak, not the you referring to Meisher Abenu, but each woman should say to to the Bnei Yisrael. What's the pshat? Let's flesh this out a flesh this out a little bit. And uh, when Shalom Melech comes and he doesn't do the the doesn't follow the commands of Hakadosh Baruch Hu to wipe out Amalek and he leaves Agog and we all know what happened from that we proceed from Agog to Haman and and all the other friends that we've had throughout history and when. Shmuel Anavi says to Shalomela, why did you do it? So he says, I was afraid of the people. I was afraid that the people the the people wouldn't listen to me. So I so he did different things that, that he was supposed to do, he didn't do. So Shmuel Anavi answers back to him, if you're small in your eyes, you have to look at yourself. Your mistake is that you looked at yourself as a nothing. You have to understand that you're the Melech, you're the heads of the tribe of Klal Yisrael, and the expectation on you is to be able to 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 you have to lead the people, you can't follow them. And so if we flesh this out, we have to understand that the Mepharshim explained in fleshing out the Chassam Sefer that a woman has to know the Amos and she has to know the Messias. That the whole direction of the home is dependent on her. The Chinuch of the children is is on her um, is on her shoulders and the Simon Melech really says, he says that, not Simon Melech, I'm sorry, I, I meant to say a very wise man once said that the father is the head of the family and he's compared to the head. But the woman is the neck. And the neck is what it's kaveya. The neck is what establishes where the head turns to. And and the neck, wherever, whatever the kavana is, if they want to look to the left, the neck controls the head. Want to look to the right, the neck controls the head. Want to look down. So he says that, so a wise man once said that the woman is the neck and the husband is the head. And, and so therefore she determines the chinuch of her children. She can... She she impacts the meanness of her children. She impacts the respect that her children have for the 
grandparents and great grandparents. She instills in them the Muna. She instills in them the way of, of uh, their derech hachayim. And he, I, I once saw written by. Uh, Rabbi Yosef Ber Salvechik writes on the Pasuk of Shema B'ni Musar Avicha Baltitesh Teres Imecha he says that in the, explaining it he says from my father I learned the halachas of Shabbos from my mother and what I'm supposed to do on Shabbos from my mother I learned the Shabbos of Shabbos meaning the spirit of Shabbos the Yom Menucha Kedusha the Menucha Zavah Nedava, the Menucha Zemes Amuna, the Menucha Shalma Shalva, Haske Bavetach, all these things that we mentioned at Mincha. He said that came um, from my mother. So the Gemara asked, we know, the, the Gemara in, in Rachas Tafizayin Amad Aleph, the Gemara asked why, how are women Zechit Eilam So, <coughs> Now, and what that question really is, is what's their real purpose in the world? And so the Gemara answers, uh, I think is the Lush of the Gemara, that, like we had mentioned in that, in, in that story of the Siemashas, that the mother waits for her husband, for her children to come home from learning, and she's Kevea, um, <clears throat> she's Kadeya in the the spirit of the home and the Hashivas of the home. And that's why when we say hollow Tilum Kofiat Gimel, everybody everybody's familiar with it. By Shiva Karasabayas, so the Gemara so the Medjah says, Ikrishal bias, the primary per- person of the house. Everything that happens in the house, the, the, the feel of the house, the emotion of the house, the, the serenity of the house, all comes from the mother. And it turns out that when the, according to some cipher, that when the Pesach says, Kesemer Lebeis Yaakov, Moshe Rabbeinu was sent before Kabbalah Satira to tell Klau Yisrael before they even received it, and to tell the women the Hashivas of their Tafkid, and that through them, Torah is going to be um, inherited by generations of Klau Yisrael. Through them, the chain of Torah transmission is going to continue, and every woman, every mother, every, and those of you, I know that there are many of you listening to this that are not married, that, that don't have children yet, all of those things, but never to forget the, the tafkid that a person is sent to the world with, especially. We live in a time where everything is, is so um, it's a time of Bilbo where everything is confused. All of the roles are confused, um, to say the least. That should be the least of the problems. And really, um, the the and the power of the the culture around us and the media around us and all the messages that are 
mentioned and that are, are pushed, have to remember that no matter what it is, um, in, in, well, no matter what it is, no matter what a person accomplishes in life, the very what a source it is to be a mother in Paul Israel and to, and, and to understand that you are the primary, um, the, the, the primary shapers, quite frankly. You're the people that primarily uh, shapes the, the, the direction of many, many pieces and many things in Claudia's show. I want to um, finish with, to end with the following beautiful, beautiful um, story of um, uh, that just highlights and, and wraps a ribbon around everything that we said. When the old worn Tehillim of the Chavaz Chaim's mother was brought to him, he became very emotional. And through his through the tears of the Chavaz Chaim, he related the following. He said he said this to those around him, I don't know exactly if it was was um, uh, a, a sheer whatever it is where I, where I saw it brought down but he said the following, do you know how many tears my righteous mother shed with the words of this safer when she requested from heaven that I should be a kosher Jew. The mother of the Chavetz Chaim once said, every time that I finished my housework, or when I put a pot of potatoes on the stove and waited for them to cook, I would take the sitter I received before my chasna from my mother, and I would cry that my son Yisrael should grow up to be Tamil Chachem and Yerushalayim. And the um the Groh said um, on Reb Zalman Velazhin, who was the brother of Reb Chaim Velazhin, he says, Less than Barnash, he was talking about, and he says, This is not something that a person could really do. And he was saying, How did the mother of Reb Zalman and how was she Zaycha to have a child like this? So he says, when she was having her labor pains, she was in the next room where her husband was learning, her husband and the Shagasariye were learning Tyra together. And until the moment that she actually delivered Reb Zalman, she kept all of her labor pains with incredible um, incredible discipline and more than discipline we can't even like I said we, we what I said the gross says a person can't understand what this is she says she was Zeicha to she 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 didn't allow her 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 pain and her 
groaning and her moaning and her screams, uh, she held them in. And as a result, said the Gra, she was Zeicha to a son that would be Kavish Yitzhak, that would be able to, 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 to capture his Yitzhahara and to be Zeicha to become a great Tzadik. Obviously, it's not something that, that a person could aspire to, or I would even say should aspire to, but we have to understand that there are things that a person, a mother does for the sake of her children that are written down up in Shemayim in such significant ways and she's able to be Zeicha that um, these things um, that these things have an impact for generations the it's a uh, we should be thankful to do further. I want to wish everybody a good Shabbos, and I hope that anybody, that those of you listening enjoyed this, and you can always reach out to me if you would like to discuss anything, either at um, anything zcatholicyeshiva.edu. Or my cell phone, which you know is 301793 6370. Everybody should have a good job. Thank you for listening.